ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rebecca. Thank you for joining us each week as we discuss the history, mystery, and theory of all things questionable, odd, and eerie. What's up? Brain function is not up. Cool. Good thing I'm in charge this week. Yay. Lay it on me. <laughs> you good? Unenthusiastic. Yay. No, I'm good. I just, I I stopped laughing and sat for a moment so we could record and now my head hurts and I realize my ears hurt, but we're fine. Rebecca, tell us a funny story. I don't have a funny story. I do have a lot of science though. Well, a decent amount of science. And the head is going to continue to hurt. <laughs> Got it. Because we have a random facts with Rebecca. hey Where I fi- try to find... Fun, interesting, and or terrifying weather anomalies. Ooh. That could be interesting. I'm, I'm glad you're optimistic about this. Because one of those subjects where I started researching it and I'm like, it's like interesting, but not like what I require for the show interesting. So I, 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 totally off subject here, but I need to call you out for a second. Who are you looking at? Uh, Tiffany. Okay. So we just had a discussion about the uh, packages that have been sitting up here for weeks. And he said there was exercise equipment and blah, 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 which whatever, not judging. However, the empty cake container. <laughs> there's an, wait, there's an empty cake container up here? <laughs> Look at <the> Ma'am. <laughs> Ma'am. Next to the unopened <laughs> exercise equipment. Thanks for the reminder. I need to take that down. <laughs> so this headache. That you suddenly got. Yeah. Is it diabetes? Because <laughs> <laughs> I could do it. I didn't eat the whole cake. Only like a fourth of it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The, ev- the evidence <laughs> begs otherwise. It's fine. Oh. Tell us about weather. <laughs> Please. For reference, I did have a friend in college who was a meteorologist. I asked her nothing. <laughs> 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 but I know a meteorologist, so I'm basically an expert now. No, I'm I'm saying uh, all the things that I knew I should have asked her about, I didn't. Okay. But you know a meteorologist? Yeah. That's so cool. Could be hot. Depends on the day. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The weather jokes are going to be great. Is that a low pressure system? Because that's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That I explains my life. Got it. <laughs> All right. First up, we have microbursts. Microbursts are characterized by a localized column of air that just yeets itself to the ground. Okay. That's depressing. (laughs) They they occur within thunderstorms that can be up to 2.5 miles in diameter. Oh. What was interesting is like some of the sources I found said they could be equal to or less than 2.5. I'm like, it's exactly (laughs) 2.5? I would say around 2.5 2.5 or less, right? not equal Roughly to. 2.5? Because, you know, every single time it snowed in Georgia, I realized weather predictions are getting a lot better. They're not exactly 100% accurate. No. Well, that's why they said equal to or less. Okay, you're it's missing fun. the point. Um, I know. I the, <laughs> the point was here, and I wanted to be over here. I saw the point. I just chose to be elsewhere. So there are two types of microbursts. There's wet, which has a shit ton of precipitation, and dry, which is just a shit ton of air. Okay. Quick question. You What's said- precipitation? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> wow. This is the day I realized I hate my co-hosts. It's fine. I said nothing. Oh, cake. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, um, you said it's just the like sudden drop to the ground. I'll explain why. Well, I know, but when you said precipitation, I just pictured like this giant sheet of water, just like all of a sudden. That's what it looks like. Fl- <gasps> cool. <laughs> <laughs> like there's some YouTube videos on it, and looks like the entire cloud, like a mother, laughed too hard and just <laughs> lost it on the earth. We did that earlier. <laughs> I was like, I didn't have to pee right when we started recording for any reason. It's fine. Okay, so apparently these type of thing, these microbursts are common in the southeast United States during summer months. Hey, I know that place. <laughs> the website I looked at specifically said we need to pay attention when there are thunderstorm warnings for this reason. Hmm. Yeah, but do you know how often that happens? A lot. Like, I think we've had like how many days no. wow i was about to ask a really stupid question please ask the question <laughs> how many days this month yeah, i was gonna say how many days have been in the last week <laughs> <laughs> all right guys my headache's starting to go away i'm enjoying this i'm fine carry on so how does this yeeting of the air happen thunderstorms happen when cool air and warm humid air collide because science don't ask me why um, this causes funky things to happen, like giant updrafts. These updrafts can be strong enough to suspend water droplets and hail high up in the clouds. The waterbender. Yes. A waterbender updraft. Yes. So while this water is being suspended, things can happen, such as evapor- evaporation cooling, a.k.a. sinking air. You guys look confused. I didn't understand it either. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> So the sinking air weakens the updraft that's holding the shit up. Once the updraft is weakened, it will suddenly drop everything it's holding onto all at once. The contents crash to the ground and spread in all directions. The center of the microburst has the highest winds and can cause the most damage. Winds can reach up to 100 miles per hour. Goodness. Yeah. These can be predicted, eh, usually within 6 to 12 hours before convection is expected to develop. Uh, several things have to come together for this to happen, but it includes the following. Instability. Check. High precipitable water. <laughs> dry air in the mid-levels. Check. Strong winds in the dry layer <laughs> are just a few of the parameters necessary for the developments. Okay. Again, southern summer afternoons are the most likely conditions. Disney is a microburst. <laughs> Lots of dry winds going on. It's fine. In the midsection. Very unstable. Are you laughing at farts? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got an earache, and I've been gassy. It's fine. <clears throat> Carry on. Well, that's microburst. No question about microburst. Could it like hundred mile an hour winds just like plopping down, just like onto a house? Could that do some damage? Yes. Could it like? Yeah. Level? Most tornadoes go like. What, like 60, 70 miles an hour? Yeah. Like, that's kind of your standard, like, oh, shit, you better go get in your cellar, NTM. So, like, a microburst could level a house just like, poof. I don't know if it could <gasps> level a house, but it could crop probably circles. do some <gasps> just crop circles. If it's just, like, this funnel of air and everything that it's just poofs It's not a down. perfect circle. You don't know. Have you ever seen one? When have you experienced a perfect circle in nature? Crop uh, circles. <laughs> Crop circles, and I have listened to a perfect circle while I was in nature. Not that great because I'm not a huge fan, but. Are you talking about a band? Yeah. yeah. Oh. So, do we want to learn about water spouts? Yeah. yeah. Those terrify me a little bit. 
So water spouts fall into two categories, fair weather water spouts and tornadic water spouts. Mm. Tornadic water spouts send, or I'm sorry, water spouts in general tend to stay under the 67 miles per hour wind mark. Oh, well, that's fine. Right. Tornadic can form over water or go from land to wa- water like an amphibious weather event. Ew. Ashley did not like that one. Could you imagine one just like passing you on the beach and all your stuff flows away and you're like, what the fuck? And all of a sudden you just see this funnel like going out into the beach. They can occur with severe thunderstorms and are often accompanied by high winds, high seas, large hail, and lots of lightning. Not as cool. Fair weather water spouts, however, usually form along the dark, flat base of a line of developing cumulus clouds. Tornadic spouts form from cloud to water, whereas fair weathers form from water to cloud. So one goes top bottom, one goes bottom up. Gotcha. I think it would be really cool to be at the beach. And watching one of the bottom up ones form from a distance. I'd be getting the fuck out of there. It's like, no. From a distance. No. Just chilling. You don't like the ocean. Why would you think I, that's cool? Why would you want Love. an ocean tornado? I, <laughs> it's basically a hurricane light. Just pick I, up <laughs> sharks and fling them at me. I love the ocean from the beach when I'm looking at it and it's pretty and I go down to my knee and that's it. So by the time water spouts are spotted, the water spout is generally reaching maturity. Because fair weather water spouts form in light wind conditions, they typically don't move around a whole whole lot. And those are the bottom up, right? Yeah, that's the one I want to see. A bottom up that doesn't come near me. If a water spout moves on shore, the National Weather Service issues a tornado warning as some of them can cause significant damage and injuries to people. Typically, fair weather water spouts dissipate rapidly when they make landfall and rarely penetrate far inland. Boom. See? A winter water spout, also known as a snow devil, is an ice spout. An ice devil, a snow-nado, or a snow spout. (laughs) Snow-nado? It is an extremely rare instance of a water spout forming under the base of a snow squall. Oh, wait. These water spouts. Didn't we discuss these when you were talking about um, your your Bible episode where you talked about the plagues or what was it? I don't remember talking about water spouts. Oh, we the talked frogs. about them with the frogs. Yeah. yeah. The water spouts brought the frogs up and dropped them on That was land. one of the theories. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I pay attention. I'm so glad you do. So there was a commonly held belief among sailors from the 18th and 19th centuries that shooting a broadside at cannon volley dispersed water spouts. Spoiler, that does nothing. What was the theory? I'm sorry. Someone was whispering sweet nothings in my ear. I was telling her. You the theory the- is that shooting a cannon at these water spouts oh. dissipates them. Okay. That's such a man thing to do. Yeah. Problem. Shoot it. Shoot it. I don't know. I'd probably try it. The water spout just like loops the cannonball back at them. Best case scenario, the cannonball flies straight through the damn thing. Worst case scenario is you anger a water god and you're fucked. And it whips around and flies back at your boat. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't like that. Well, don't shoot cannons at things and you won't have that problem. The chances of me being in a situation where I can shoot a cannon at a water spout are slim to none. With that attitude. Okay, so a water spout has been proposed as a possible reason for the inexplicable abandonment of the Mary Celeste. The Uh, Mary Celeste um, was an American merchant brigantine. Should have Googled that. I'm assuming it's a type of boat. Was discovered adrift and deserted in the Atlantic Ocean of the Azores Islands on December 4th, 1872. So basically, they found this boat. There were one of those classic stories where there's no obvious signs of reasons for it to have been abandoned and like people's valuables are left there food on the table food left there rations wet left there but like 
everyone just left and they don't know why. So that might be something we circle back to eventually. <laughs> Put no, a pin in that one. That doesn't make... I'm going to say that it doesn't make sense. You are correct. Okay, cool. Because I was like, if it could pick up the people, it would pick up this. But you don't have the stuff on the boat on the top deck. It'll be like in cabins. Yeah, but not everybody's on the top deck at once. But if they abandoned ship, thinking that it was something like if it popped up right next to the boat. Because like, it's one of those weird things. Because like, one of the reasons to abandon ship, ship sinking, you're out of rations, something. And they had none of those. Because like, even if they had like, tied it up... And it went adrift. Maybe all the people aboard the Mary Celeste were in a cult. And they thought that that was their all holy leader coming down to save them. And they jumped into the... We'll have to research into that. So that is water spouts. Bravo. Would you like to learn about the green flash? The green flash? Isn't that like uh, how the sky turns green for a tornado? No. Oh. Oh. You remember that scene from Pirates of the Caribbean? I remember lots of scenes from the Pirates of the Caribbean. Where Orlando Bloom has said that he'd stay on the ship forever and they can only come up, what is it, once every couple years and you see the flash and the boat's automatically there? Yes. Yeah. The green light? Yeah. I don't remember it being green, but I remember Orlando Bloom. I think it was green. (laughs) Don't Um, remember it being green. Turns out it's a real thing. What? Two things have to collide to make this rare occurrence happen. One is a mirage, and the second is dispersion of sunlight. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. As the sun sets, the Earth's atmosphere can act like a prism. A mirage is required to see light flash to green since the mirage serves as a variation in astronomical refraction near the horizon. So you know how when you shine white light at a prism, it separates into the different colors? Uh So combination of atmosphere doing fun things in the mirage... As the sun is setting over the horizon, you catch that flash of green as it's prisming just right. And it goes, green. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that answers my question. I'll put my hand down now. Um, I thought a mirage was like you're lost in the desert and you picture like a hot lady in a pool. No. 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 So that's how it is in the movies. But a mirage, like if you're out in the desert, you will see this like glistening along the horizon and you think it's water, but it's just the way the light is reflecting. Yeah. And you're always like, right? You're always like, oh, there's water in the distance. If I go just a little bit further, I'll get to it. But you never get closer because it's always on the horizon. Well, that's sad. (laughs) I just want to picture a hot lady in the water and I go swim in the sand and think that I'm gallivanting. It's not like in Trolls where Cooper's like, is this real or is it a mirage? So there are a couple different types of this green flash. They're just more like sciencey types over like duration conditions we don't need to get into it although the green flash usually lasts between one and three seconds it was a one was observed for a full 35 minutes on october 16th 1929 that's not a flash guess where uh the bermuda triangle no think about it think about it or equator not ecuador (laughs) the The ecuador Ecuador. (laughs) so think about it if you need the sun at the horizon to make this happen where on earth would the sun stay at the horizon the longest? Alaska. Close. North Pole. Opposite, but basically. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Antarctica specifically here, but you're not wrong. Cool, cool, It would cool. occur this way <laughs> not there, too. Ecuador. No, not it's Ecuador. No. Okay. That's like the, uh, what is it, the uh, Miss America pageant, such as the Ecuador. 
<laughs> what does she say? So the name Green Flash may have come from Jules Verne's novel Les Rayons Verts, which is the Green Ray. It was published in 1882, which popularized the phenomenon. In his novel, he described the color as a green which no artist could ever obtain on his palette, a green of which neither the varied tints of vegetation nor the shades of the most limp sea could ever produce the like. If there is a green in paradise, it cannot be a, but of this shade, which most surely is a true shade of hope. Oh, oh, that sounds beautiful. To see this, you need to have an unobstructed view of the horizon while on the water and incredible luck. Sometimes the flash can be observed from high places, such as the top of a building or in a plane. Would you guys like a completely unrelated, well, it's a rabbit train. Yes, I do. <laughs> so we didn't have Santa Claus growing up. Right. We right. didn't celebrate it. We did, however, heavily believe in the flash. Wait. Like the f- we told each other <laughs> when we pass when we pass state lines or cross state lines, you would see a flash. Really? And me and my sister really got into it. We're like, oh, you go into Tennessee and it's orange. Come back into Georgia and it's blue. You go up into Virginia, it's pink. And we got really, really into it. And there's one day we were traveling and my mom goes, oh, did you see the flash? And my brother, Thor, goes, I never see the flash. Why can't <laughs> I ever see? He was like 12. Aww. So we had to break it to him that the Flash isn't real. And then he cried. No, you should have said that only the girls can see the Flash. No, instead we told him the truth broke his heart and mocked him. I would have rather just held it over his head and see how long he went with it. Oh, we still hold it over his head just in this form. Hi, Nick. This is amazing. And I'm so sorry, Thor, that you were put through this. But I love that they did that to you and me. That's incredible. Yeah, family of trolls. Everything makes sense. I love it. Speaking Um, of trolls, would you like to guess what's next? Trolls. No. Bridges. Bridges. We touched touched on it earlier. The Ecuador. (laughs) Raining frogs. Oh, you did say we would circle back. All right. Water spout. So this can occur when strong winds, such as in a hurricane or a water spout, physically lifts animals and drops them somewhere else. Yes. There's a ton of debate on this because if the wind is right enough to pick up a small animal, why not branches or rocks or animals of similar sizes? I don't. It it does. Because most often than not, reports of this type where it's raining animals only report one type of animal falling from the sky. They don't report anything else, Um. which in and of itself is kind of weird. These reported instances include worms, frogs, fish, and government-issued drones. (laughs) Birds! Yeah! (laughs) It is also theorized that people don't understand the amount of wildlife that live nearby them, as in this is why this occurs, or people think it occurs, attributing the sudden occurrence of, say, frogs after a thunderstorm to having it actually rain frogs, and not the fact that your ass lives by a creek. And frogs come out when it's wet. Yeah, right? Um... I did a raining animals episode. I was trying to remember why this sounded familiar. You and did? I talked about raining frogs. Did you talk about it in Louisiana? No, I did not. Tell me about my family's home state. So on October 23rd, 1947, A.D. Bodchkov, a biologist with the Louisiana Department of Wildlife, was eating breakfast at a restaurant in Marksville, Louisiana, when the waitress told him and his wife that fish were falling from the sky. So this one is specifically related to fish. There were spots on Main Street in the vicinity of the bank, a half block from the restaurant, averaging one fish per square yard. (laughs) 
Automobiles and trucks were getting were running over them. Fish also fell on the roofs of the houses. I personally collected from Main Street in several yards on Monroe Street a large jar jar of perfect specimens and preserved them in formalin in order to distribute them among various museums. One nasty. Uh, Could you imagine if you go and you like clean up all the fish and then you like miss one or two? Like one falls in your chimney in the summer and Louisiana. Louisiana is not exactly a um, dry, cool place. (laughs) And it doesn't smell the best anyway. (laughs) Like we love the state. Oh yeah, no, my lot of my family is there. Most of my family is there. To be fair, I did take you to the place that had a paper mill. So well, and New Orleans. No, well that that just smells like pee. Yeah, but that would be um. That would be fun. Also, three formaldehyde? Formalin. Okay. What is formalin? I don't know. I'm assuming it preserves preserves fish. I would hope so. Otherwise, that was was stupid to put them in it. It was a quote by a biologist, so I'm assuming he knows what he's doing. Okay. Uh, Fascinating. So what could be worse than it raining frogs? Um, It raining dead frogs. Spider rain. Ew! Ah! Ew! I would ask you to not. Because why not? One day in Goldburn, Australia, residents were just minding their own business when millions of spiders just dropped out of the sky. Millions? Millions. Australia, man. You guys are real pretty and sound real pretty, but man, you're scary. (laughs) So, but it's not really dropping. It's more parachuting. (laughs) What? Wait. (laughs) Did little web? (laughs) Did web butt? Um, after the mass panic subsided, experts determined that these spiders use a method of transportation called ballooning, <laughs> where the spider releases silk to create, well, a balloon. Think a homemade parasol for a spider. Oh my God, that's precious. And I'm, Millions of them. N- um, uh, but <laughs> that's one way to migrate. It like, is. Come on, kids, get in the balloon. It's time to go to a new place now. <laughs> Oh, I just picture like a bunch of grandma ones just like making their little webs and getting them all ready for the family so they could balloon out. Pew, pew. Y'all missed the little uh, hip pop with each pew there. Oh my God. So would you like to know the unfortunate thing about this? Beyond the raining spiders. Is that experts think this isn't an uncommon experience? I mean, it obviously is if there's only one recorded case. It can't be that common. Oh, there isn't just one. This is the one I talked about. Oh, well, that in Australia is large and vast. And there, I'd imagine there are lots of places that are sparsely populated. Sparsely? Sparsely? Eh, there aren't many people there. You'll figure it out. Um, So. But the thing is, spiders are known to, like, balloon regularly. It's just how some types and species of spiders just get around. The problem happens is when it's coordinated. Yeah. This particular event is not a danger to humans since the spiders that exhibit this behavior are not dangerous to humans. Mm. Except for the fact that there's millions of spiders falling on top of them. Yeah, and massive amounts of silk. So it greatly affects crops. So not only are there spiders oh. falling from the sky, you have cobwebs falling from the sky. Yeah. That would be worse. Yeah. That would be worse than the spiders. And they just get everywhere to the point where like it damages crops. Oh, that sucks. It's a lot of spiders. Australia, man. God, maybe that's why they sound so nice and look so pretty. It's like their natural their defense mechanism, mechanism. <laughs> against the world. 
But yeah, those are my weather stories. Except one of them's not technically a weather story. It's fine. I was researching other, like, I went and watched a YouTube video and they're like, so wow, fun things like, you know, raining spiders and da 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 and other things we covered in previous videos. I'm like, well, huh? Come on. Hmm. Circle back. <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> The first point. Can you make that again? Accept a more detail. I'm going to need a link, please. Thank gonna, you. What are you talking about? Raining spiders, ballooning. I know. I'm trying to picture a time in my life where I might be okay with that. And I'm coming up with a big fat no. Mm-mm. Better than frogs. Uh, I take the frogs. Nope. 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 Not even the cute little baby ones like the ones in my dad's backyard. Not if they're raining down on me. No. They're precious. So in Ashley's hell, it is literally raining fl- frogs on her. And in uh, Tiffany's he- hell, it's spiders. Uh, and in uh, my uh, hell, it's small talk with people. <laughs> <laughs> that was- well, now you know. Uh-huh. Maybe that's why you weren't too responsive to my like small talk question of if you could interview anybody. You were like, uh, no. Uh-uh. Yeah, no. I'm not good at being interviewed. Oh, you would be doing the interviewing. Anyway, well, that was fascinating. Thank you. Fascinating. Yay. I like it. Um, Big fan of the water spouts, especially the... Um, really? Because I thought giant sea was not your thing. Calm surface, calm... What was the one where it's bottom up? Fair weather. Fair, Fair weather. weather. Yes, I like those because I could just see like... Sitting on a porch, looking over the ocean, enjoying some coffee and seeing it like way far out in the distance. That would be cool. I'm here for that. We'll find you one. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, this was fun. I like it. And I am now actually kind of scared of the next thunderstorm. And I love thunderstorms. Don't be scared. And on that note, remember, friends. Everyone has something that they find odd. Let us tell you why it's not. If you have any questionable topics you'd like us to discuss, you can share them with us on any of our social medias. Links can be found on our website, thelatestestrange.com, or you can email them to us at thelatestestrange at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you think we're doing a great job and want to support the show, tell your friends about us or come join our Discord server and hang out with us because I like making friends. And Rebecca says I'm not allowed to have any more internet friends, but she can't stop me on there. So I can, though. Do all that stuff. We love you and keep it strange, lovelies. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. For now, until we meet again.